right, Joey. So, I don't know when this is going to go up. I don't know what number this will be. I'm assuming it'll be number 33. Probably the first of the new year? Um, it'll probably be the first week of the new year. Cause probably the first podcast yeah, of the new year. of the new year. Okay. So, uh, we're recording this a couple days after Christmas. 27th is today. It's 27th, yes. Uh, we figured... Uh, both together, we might as well record a little something and uh, Woo. talk about uh, our Some Christmases, movies. talk about uh, a certain movie that um, <laughs> Everyone else one of us may be, may be more excited than than the other. Yeah. Um, figure we can talk about that. Um, yeah. And just kind of like our plans for this new year, what we're... Uh, New Year's resolutions that we're going to give up on after a couple days. Pretty much. Um, so, uh, obviously, if you haven't caught on to what movie we're going to talk about, um, it's Star Wars. There's Norm of the North. <laughs> <laughs> it is Road Chip. <laughs> yeah. Guys, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Guys, it's like Godfather tier. It's, it's pretty saying. good, it's from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but it's Star Wars. Um, the movie has been out for 12 days. Yeah. 12 days, a week and a half. It's grossed um, $1 billion. Yep. Doctor Evil will be proud. Every every record that I think it could possibly have broken at this point, it has broken. Like, what what was our bet? Like, I know it was like a time... Just like how soon it was gonna take it was gonna take to break a record, but... I how- think I had said one month. Obviously, I don't think it's gonna happen in one month. Um... But it's definitely going to topple Avatar. Yeah. I'm saying that's going to destroy the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, The $1 billion mark was reached uh, today, I believe. Um, The last person to break that $1 billion mark was Jurassic World, Mm -hmm. and they did it in 13 days. Yeah. So, broken records there, broke uh, preview day records, which were previously held by uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. The Deathly Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, best opening weekend, uh, best uh, gross on Christmas Day. Um, Fucking nuts! Yeah, insane, and it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I okay. So we're gonna talk about the movie. We are gonna talk spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if you haven't seen the movie, you can wait off on or hold off on you know talking about it or yeah, listen to it and get the movie ruined for you. But don't blame me. We, you have been warned. I'll make sure to mark spoilers all over this thing. But the single have been out. I, the single will go out about a month after. Yeah, I, I do imagine the movie's been out. By too. the time that we've talked about it, and by the time this thing actually comes up, you know, there's going to be several people who have gone to go see it. So I, I think more than several people have gone to go yeah. see it at this point. So one of my coworkers, he wanted. He's like, he's. He said he gave me a week to go see it. Because before he starts talking spoilers, before he starts talking spoilers, because he like he just said, "Dude, have you seen Star Wars yet?" No, I'm giving think, you a week. I th- yeah, I think a week is an ample amount of time. Is like, it kind of because it but, definitely opening weekend was tough because if you didn't you know pre-order your tickets, you weren't getting in. No, um, I think the only uh, theater that had tickets available when I went to go watch it, I went to go watch it Friday morning, was just that 10 a.m. showing that yeah. I went to. Um, other than that, the rest of the day was completely sold out. Yeah. And that was two or three weeks before the movie came out. So, like, when I when I went to go see it, 
I, I waited, like I waited like a while to go see it, only because I knew trying to go see it within like the first week was going to be hell, and it was just going to be a whole like Jurassic World situation all over again. So yeah, where you're going to have to end up watching Spy instead. I'm going to end up watching Spy instead. Like, or in this case, Alvin the Chipmunks. I'm end up watching Alvin the fucking Chipmunks. Oh god, but um, so I just kind of waited and waited the day after Christmas and, and like I got there an hour before bought my ticket and then had to go within, stand in the line then no actually I just went, went right in okay and I just waited like 15 minutes and then got my seat and then afterwards because every because like, we went to uh, we went to go watch Krampus mm-hmm. um, got a the day after Christmas yeah. day, a couple days before I don't really remember but even then, they still had the setup where it's like, we have all these chairs, and if you're going to watch Star Wars, <laughs> like you have to sit and wait for the theater to open yep. up. And that might have been just for the IMAX theater. I think so. But right. um, it was insane. Yeah. Just... But like within like 15, 20 minutes of me getting my seat, which was already kind of, it was kind of uh, getting up there with people, with people um, getting seats, all of a sudden, dude, just like... You like, get that rush of the, everybody the coming in like fifteen minutes and before like, and everything. Because like I, I'm a turbo nerd myself, but like that's movies in general, and I like to show up to my. I, I leave to go to the movies an hour ahead of time. Cause Make I'm sure you get a, I'm a loser. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's like if you're going to be paying to go watch a movie, you want to have like the best seat you can possibly yeah. get, and that's I totally understand. So like I, I get there, buy my ticket, go to the theater, and then I find my seat. And I sit down, and so. But when I went to go do this with Star Wars, though, I couldn't get my seat that I usually that I usually want to get because it was already kind of like, okay, this is fucking nuts. And then everybody fucking comes in, like, oh, it was, it was the entire theater was packed, and I had like a large root beer. I finished that shit in the middle of the movie, and I had to like wait like a good like twenty minutes before I got out of there, and I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. Yeah, uh, my my bladder's the size of a grape. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, <clears throat> if you're that deep into the movie where it's like almost done, you're gonna stick it out. You're yeah, gonna, it's like I was going like, okay, I kind of want to know what's happening next. I don't. Really, it's like it was one of those movies where I'm not willing to miss any of it right now. Yeah, and, and it's it's not a, it's not a movie where let's say if you've left, I don't know what the best part of the movie to leave at would be. But uh, I feel like every scene had some semblance of importance to yeah. it. Maybe the um, the cantina when they first go in when they first go into the cantina and they have that one weird short orange lady. One okay, so we're going we're probably going to step into uh, spoiler territories here for sure for sure now. So uh, second <coughs> warning, you have been warned. Um, yeah, but the only thing uh, with missing that scene is you mi- you might miss the end of it where yeah, Ray has her vision. Yeah, and like she realizes she's force sensitive. Yeah. In that movie, yeah, and she gets uh, Skywalker's lightsaber. Yep, and that part was pretty cool. Like, so okay, so to kind of just hop around a little more, um, I somehow for some for some reason I think that Ray is Luke Skywalker's kid. So that seems to be the, like the big theory that everybody's kind of like you know grasping onto. Um, that seems like the very obvious choice. It because, seems obvious, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure you know, how the, the, whole, the whole Star Wars series tends to take place surrounding one one lineage, right? Pretty yeah. much Skywalker. The whole Skywalker lineage has been like so, at the crux of all the Star Wars movies for 
like, since the first one for generations. Right. It started like, with yeah. Anakin. You saw him grow up. You follow Anakin. He becomes Darth Vader, and then you follow Luke, who goes and fights his father, becomes a new Jedi. Exactly. Take, it just it seems the beginning of a new age of Jedi. Yeah, it just seems like this one family that we're following. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would prefer it more if she wasn't related to him. Yeah. Like my running theory right now is um she was a youngling training under Luke. Um Kylo went all crazy and he and Luke sent Ray off. She was somewhere a, to be hidden. So she much. she was she was a new Padawan who was going to be about so to be trained. She was going to train, which would explain uh, <clears throat> like why she knows how to like use her staff that she's constantly carrying everywhere. Well, I figured that was just because she just had to grow up in a rough environment. Of that that too. Jakku. But I mean, like you know, to have some kind of semblance of training beforehand. That's the reason why her force powers were a little bit stronger. Yeah, and they kind of just seemed with. like came all come all at once. Yeah, it can, that, so that, that was a little weird. That would you know make a little more sense <clears throat> to me because all of a sudden she just knew how to like persuade yeah. stormtroopers like for some reason. Yeah, and that I like you know I can see because um, maybe she she realized it when Kylo Ren was trying to read her mind yeah. and she read his mind instead. Mm-hmm. So maybe then she realized she could kind of. You know, do so some shit. But do you think uh, Finn's gonna have force sensitivity? Because he's wielding that that lightsaber not horribly. Yeah, um, I just kind of chalked that up to him being a stormtrooper and being trained. Trained, in combat. yeah. Because obviously there was that riot guy that he fought who was also trained in some kind of mm-hmm. you know his little riot staff that he was fucking waving around. Yeah, that shit, shit was pretty cool actually. Um, Flame troopers, dope. I think. I think that would be cool if yeah. he did, because then that would explain why he could overcome his brainwashing yeah. as a stormtrooper, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I could definitely see him having some kind of connection to the Force. Yeah. Does that mean he's going to become like a full-on Jedi? I have no idea, yeah. but... Of course, like, okay, so I, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, uh, what's, what's the word? Well, whatever, I'm kind of going against what I just said, because... Um, when he leaves uh, uh, the new order of the first order, right? Uh, I think it's because like whoever he was with, the other stormtrooper who got killed um, at the Battle of Jakku, uh, I'm assuming was either a mentor of his or was some a kind friend of friend. Of his. Yeah, that, that 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 seems to make sense, and and that's kind of like to a watch. sudden realization that. You know, my he's friend. not cut out for this, and like, yeah, because like I mean, like that that happens. I mean, like in the real world, that happens to people in the military all the time. Like you become friends with your friend in the military, it's like you know, you become buddies, and then when that person's all of a sudden gone, you question why you're doing. You this question at all. why you're doing it at all anymore. So like, I think that that's the sobering moment for him in that. But I also kind of half think that he has some kind of force sensitivity. That's gonna yeah. probably maybe develop later down the line. Over like, time, kind of, kind of or like how Luke was, he, he might some like at some point. Yeah, he might at some point like you know when the time really needs it, try and do like a force push or something, and it'll actually mm-hmm. work or something. You know, something along those lines yeah. where he 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 might have some kind of power, but he just hasn't realized it yet or doesn't really know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, 
talking about that scene, um, it's really weird because, um, you know, he, he's it's his first time in battle. Yeah. And um, here's a little insight if you guys don't know this. Um, so, uh, Captain Phasma later, once they leave um, Jakku mm-hmm. um, and go back, Captain Phasma um, asks someone to have his gun checked. Yeah. Because she realizes that it wasn't Fire. shooting. And uh, so there's been some comic stuff and some book stuff that Captain Phasma believes that Finn has like the potential to be the greatest stormtrooper or like one of the great stormtroopers mm. ever. So when he comes back and his gun hasn't fired, she equates that to, Oh, there must've been something malfunctioning with his gun yeah. because there's no way that he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. So, Mm, I guess so. So that, but I feel like they didn't really do any. Like the only reason I know that is just because of all the time I've spent listening to shit and reading shit. Yeah. You know. But okay. Well, like later down in the movie, though, when him, Han, and Chewie are gonna disable the shields to uh, what? Well, what is it? The Star Killer base. The Star Killer base. Yeah. Um. Like he mentions, like it's like, where did you work, kid? Like in sanitation. Mm. I mean, like, if he had the potential to be a really great stormtrooper, he wouldn't be working in sanitation. Yeah. Um, He'd be put right in the combat. Yeah, but maybe she, like, saw something in him as far as him, like, being able to, like, take orders or something with his training. I guess so. And, something like, he along did, those all lines. of a sudden, he, like, he knew a lot. Yeah. About, like, almost everything a stormtrooper So I think, I think he was, he was well-trained. He was probably, like, you know, top of his class, but just... Out of his own choice, maybe decided not to go. Maybe you know. Well, no, I, I, I doubt the first order, which you know, derivative of the Empire, would have given a stormtrooper their choice. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think he would have much of a choice to do anything. I think like they would have just like said, "This is what you're doing. If you don't like it, you're sent to recycling or you're sent to reconditioning." Yeah. Then, so I don't know. Um, maybe they're not like sticking to that. Yeah, um, I do, I feel like they didn't pay off the Phasma thing enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she seems like a very Boba Fett e character right kind now, um, but I would have liked to see her do some more. I think it, it, the whole their relationship would have paid like cause so when they go back and disable the shields, they take Captain Phasma and have her disable lower the shields. For, for them, yeah. um, but I feel like there wasn't enough of a connection between Finn and Phasma to make that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. I think if they would have replaced Phasma and had her fight him uh, at the cantina, like in that battle. Mm -hmm. So if she was like the riot trooper with the, the big old stick, if they would have had her fight him and call him a traitor and everything, I feel like that whole relationship would have been a little more of a payoff. I guess so. You know, but... Yeah. Little then how, things. Then how would they do the trash compactor joke? They can still do that. <laughs> that was, they, there was there was a lot of references to... To the, to the original movie. Yeah. Okay, so did you like how much Han Solo had to do with this plot? Because I actually really fucking dug that Han had a big deal to do with this. I like that he was there, and I like, uh, once again, spoilers, um, how they dealt with his character in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because it was a very redeeming moment for him. Because oh, yeah. when you look at it, 
Um, he's kind of been one a shit parent. He he was pretty much a, he's been a scoundrel his whole life. Yeah. After you know the end of the original trilogy, he's General Solo. Mm-hmm. Obviously, him and Leia get together and have yeah. a kid. Um. But then his kid turns to the dark side and blames his dad a lot. Yeah. You know, has resentment towards his father. Um. So I don't know. I think I, I, think I feel like I feel like uh, like it just seems like with his character, um, obviously as soon as shit hit the fan and Kylo Ren went to the dark side, mm-hmm. he just kind of up and left. He like up and left Leia and just kind of went off to do what. Well, I mean, he like felt if, more most comfortable with. I mean, like if if your kid turns to the dark side after you know you're trying to bring peace and order back to the world or to the universe. I mean, like you're you're gonna feel like a failure, and in the entire movie, in the movie, yeah, that's what he yeah. explains. He felt like a failure, so he left. Yeah, you can feel like a failure, and that's fine. But like to abandon this person, who I'm assuming that Han and Leia got married, the very least they had some kind of relationship together. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They didn't just like have a one night stand that resulted in, you know, <laughs> in Ben. So to <laughs> kind of just like up and leave and ditch your. I'm going to assume, I'm just going to say wife. Your family. Yeah, up and just leave your family for blaming yourself. And then, you know, it just seems kind of like a very deadbeat-y kind of just, you know. But but then, um, obviously he... He's maybe thought about going back, mm-hmm. but he's just kind of been like too embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. Um, he goes back, so that's a bit redeeming. And then uh, Leia tells him to bring back their son. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in that moment where he was about to run out, mm-hmm. he had a moment of like, I should just leave. Yeah. But then he had that like other feeling of I should do something about this yeah so and I think that was a redeeming moment for him yeah where and they really kind of like you know where he was a father at that point mm-hmm. so even if all of the implications of beforehand are true at least the last moments like he he had a redemption moment yeah so that was I feel like a very good way to just kind of you know finish off his character yeah I can see that. Also, kind of still bummed though that he died. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely sad. But um, in reality, this isn't a movie about Han Solo. Yeah, um, and I it's not a really a movie about these old characters yeah. in general. It's supposed to be about these new char- these newer characters, but like uh, even then, just kind of like having him in the background for like the rest of the movies, I would have liked. But also, I do like. That they are moving on, because like that—that yeah. that is a huge part of the movie about them moving on to these new characters, and that Ray now has the Millennium Falcon at the end of the movie. Yeah, so that—that—that's that, a good way to kind of like give her the reins mm-hmm. and everything. Um, plus, let's be honest, I don't think Harrison Ford would have been able to make it another yeah two to four years. Just watching some of those scenes, I don't know, man. They're, just, they're planning on making another Indiana Jones movie with him. In I know, so. but like watching some of those scenes, especially when they were uh, in the uh, in his ship before he gets the Millennium Falcon, they're running away from. He's the, just always hunched over. Yeah, he's just kind of hunched over and just kind of seems like he's like <clears throat> hobbling more than he is like running. That dude's on pain. Like in in real life, Harrison Ford's like on like some serious pain meds apparently because yeah. like all like the weird like crashes he's been in and shit yeah I mean, he's fucking crashing planes. a plane like every week yeah so. so like you know like 
Like, he's just like hobbling away. Like, yeah, and it's just, just you know, nuts. it's so I don't know if I could stand to see another two movies of that, you know. <laughs> and then on top of that, um, I mentioned this after like watching the movie to Anne, but I was like, there were some of his lines that just couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, and then all, not only Boys through only only through context clues after the fact could I figure out like piece together <laughs> what he said. So more of that I think would have been okay. just like you know yeah I, I can see that. Plus I I feel like like I said it was a very redeeming moment when he did die. So yeah. um, he left like on a good note even if the implications beforehand were were bad yeah were not that good. So and then. Chewie just turning into a badass when that happens. Yeah, and he just lets out his giant like yeah, he, chewy, his fucking his chewy, yeah, and he just like yell, blasting people and just being and all just kinds like, of fuck pissed. It's like, it's like detonates. Oh man, I was like, man, was like, like I, I was ready to see some full on Wookiee rage in that part, and like you got it in that. In yeah, that the, the only thing I feel like if you would have like just straight up grabbed someone and just like, like ripped them in, like, ripped them them or something, or something, yeah, it would have been a lot better, but. Um, I get that. I don't understand why Leia didn't like hug Chewie at the end. Yeah, like like Chewie just was, like walks yeah, right by Leia. The weirdest thing because obviously um, that would have been a more proper closing. Because she she hugged him earlier mm-hmm. in the movie, like when she first saw him. So yeah. why wouldn't she hug him after, after she finds out that after she finds out that he, her husband. And his best friend is dead. Yeah, like why wouldn't she like try and like comfort it? Like yeah. you know, and it and, and it makes sense so that like Leia and Ray have that moment. And mm-hmm. I thought that like last shot there was really like you know it really stuck with me because you see everybody like cheering that the Star yeah. Killer base is destroyed, but they're obviously very having like their own their own moment, sad somber moment apart. And you can just see the two on screen at the mm-hmm. same time. I thought that was really like a, just a nice shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that kind of bugged me. I was like, why didn't Leia give Chewie a hug? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. he's gonna be very beat up over this. Yeah, he's gonna be very. He's gonna he's gonna have some wookie tears. And- yeah. Unless unless like on the way back, he's just like, eh. It's gonna happen eventually. Whatever. So, who is your favorite character from this new movie? BB-8. 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 Dude, everybody <laughs> loves BB-8 so much. I think a lot of people were nervous that he would be like the new Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Like there was that concern in people mm-hmm. that people were like, "Oh no, what if he?" Obviously, not like a complete equivalent to Jar Jar, yeah. but that very just like, "Oh, we're just gonna use him to grab laughs and mm-hmm. you know be that." You know, just nothing but comic relief. Um, I was BB-8 was great. I, I was thinking like I just hope BB-8 holds up to R2D2. Yeah, that, that's all I was hoping because like, but like, and you know, BB-8 was great. I like, I thought BB-8. Was yeah, I feel like it's it's so interesting to see weird. that how, how that well some they can kind make. of robot can show so much emotion yeah, exactly without like you know being human. Right, because yeah. you you expect actors to give emotional speeches and see stuff in their faces and stuff like that, but to see it out of a a ball that like is a little, like dome has top. a little like you know little dome top sitting yeah. on top of it to show like that much emotion 
in certain scenes, like when he finds out that, or that when Finn tells him that he thinks that Poe is dead, dead, and you just see him completely just deflate, and his little head goes like all his the way down. His little head just like slinks down, and like, he just kind of like <laughs> sulks off. Yeah, that was like. And then part. whenever uh, the payoff to that, when he when BB-8 sees Poe, like, rushes and off. just rushes over, it just reminds me of like a puppy, like yeah. a dog, like you know, so like a best friend. And really, like, Poe treats him in that sense, yeah, right? Exactly. It's like, come on, you gotta, like, go do this, and you, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, obviously, it, that was very... I cried. I, def- <laughs> I definitely cried when, when BB-8 saw Poe for the first time and rushed over. Um, so, as many times as you cry, I've never seen you cry. Hmm. It's always in movies. It's always in movies when no one can see it. Yeah. And then I can just be like, no, I, did, I didn't cry. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't, I didn't it's cry. raining. It's raining here. Yeah, it's raining inside. It's raining on my face. Must have splashed, must have splashed soda in my eyes or something. Um, um, yeah, so, so BB-8 was great. I think by far BB-8 was probably like my favorite yeah. character. Um, of the human cast, though, um, I would say Ray. Yeah. Ray's a badass. Mm-hmm. And... It was, it's just like, she's just the whole time, like, you see that moment where they're on Jakku, mm-hmm. and the stormtroopers have shown up, where there's people trying to fight her, and Finn is like, oh, I've got to go protect her, I've got to go save her, and by the time he gets there, she's already, like, kicking everybody's ass, and they're all yeah. on the ground, and, uh, you know, it's just great. So, my favorite character, I'm eating fudge right now. Yeah, that's um, fine. So, my favorite character of the movie, definitely uh, Poe. I just really like the whole like ace fighter pilot deal. Yeah, for some reason I don't feel like we see that enough. And so, so just like seeing just and also I think it's mostly just seeing the way he operates and the way he's able to fly an X wing and a Tie fighter is just super cool. Yeah, I definitely want to see him. I want to see him in the other two movies. Yeah, and I'm sure he's going to have a bigger role in this next one. Him and Finn are definitely going to go on their own mm-hmm. little adventure thing. Buddy cop movie with Finn and Poe. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I'm down with that. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Make that one of the uh, side movies. Yeah, that would be dope. Um, but, yeah, so, like, uh, he he's obviously the best pilot that the Resistance has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how... Uh, they made that pretty clear. Yeah. And then when Finn... Um, Breaks him out because yep. he needs a pilot. Um, he, I don't think, I don't know if uh, Poe had ever been in, an, in a Tie Fighter before. Yeah, a really flown one before. Well, he, he, well, he does say I've always wanted to fly one. Yeah, so it just makes me think that he hasn't done it before. But he takes that so quickly, he knows yeah. what he's doing. That there was a scene in that part that made me really happy, where Finn was like, "It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." He's like, he's like, "I know it's gonna be okay." He's like, "No, I'm telling myself." <laughs> yeah, that part was awesome. <laughs> like, I kind of like. I feel like that just like added a lot more. Like, Plus, I really like Poe's character characters. because, really, like his first line, mm-hmm. where he's looking at Kylo Ren and he's like. Do you speak first? Do I speak first? Yeah. And at some point, he's like, "I can't hear you through the like, mask." I don't understand yeah. the whole mask thing going on. I like, I thought that I thought that was really great. I think like he has a very like Han Solo sort of vibe about him, like his little like quirks mm-hmm. and little uh, the little nonchalant way he's able to conduct himself. Yeah, and I like, I think also like uh, like I just like the fact that he's just a really strong character by being like very battle tested and proven yeah. himself by being part of the rebel army. 
Yeah, I just really, I kind of, I guess, like from like for me, like I like the whole like stories with like the Jedi and everything else, but I also really would like to see like like the Rebel front of stuff, you know. Well, you're gonna get that with um, with the next movie. Yeah. So, because like they're doing like it's like episode seven and then like an in between movie and then episode. Uh, eight and then an in-between movie and then episode nine, right? Yeah, because they're supposed to do like one every year. And for some reason, the name of the next movie is escaping me. Rogue One. So Rogue One is just—it's going to deal with no Jedi's really, mm-hmm. and just with these Tie Fighter pilots who went to go get the plans of the Death Star. Yeah. So I think that's that'll, I think that'll be really neat. Yeah, I like I like I like I like to see like that facet of the Star Wars universe because like we see like a lot of other stuff I mean like, in video games you kind of see it too with like Battlefront and then with uh, but everything uh, well I can't, I can't remember everything um, revolves the around like the jetties or yeah. jetties jetties that was like a mix between Jedis and Yetis uh, I don't know why I said that but everything in the Star Wars universe revolves <laughs> around the Force and Jedis and everything and mm-hmm. Sith but obviously, that's not the only thing that's going on. Because there's so much, there's so much other things it. going on out there that obviously a guy in a X-wing is going to be a lot less interesting than a guy with a laser sword in his yeah. hand. But that doesn't mean that that's not interesting. Yeah, it can't like it's not like it can't be exciting. Exactly. Like in all honesty, like I would kind of dig it if they if there was like a straight up. Saving Private Ryan, Thin Red Line uh, type of war f- war movie between the rebel, uh, the rebel army and uh, the Empire, or something right. like that. And you just like they're battle on, like a battle on Hoth or you know something in indoor. Even, yeah, even some other planet it doesn't need to be anything that we've particularly done before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some kind of battle where. Um, the stakes are high. There's a very important yeah. Uh, oh, you can even player out there that you need to get. You can replace all of Saving Private Ryan with like the in the put Nazis or just the Empire. Yeah, and just completely replace it, and yeah. it would work perfectly fine. You know, I think like I think that that kind of stuff would be pretty cool. I mean, like and like JJ Abrams showed that like there's like a like a really cool action element that you can do with technology now. I mean, like before like they had really cool battle scenes, but that's all they were like tiny battle scenes. Yeah. I mean, and then they had like some stuff on Hoth, but that was also kind of small in scale, especially for the time. Yeah. So like, but now you have like these really cool kind of like epic looking battle scenes. I like the whole like uh, like cantina battle scene that they had. That was really cool. Yeah, that was. I intense. really dug that, mm-hmm. and most of that, you know, completely done practically. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Smith has talked like he was on set for that battle. That's cool. Um, and you know, everything is just done there, like practically, as opposed to adding in all these CG effects. And I think yeah. that's the that's the problem that happened with well, one of the many problems that happened with the prequels. Everything just relied so heavy on CG, it just kind of doesn't, it takes yeah. away from it, right? Yeah. Because, like, CG has a really short, you know, shelf life. Yeah. You know, like, it, like what looked good back in, two, like, back in 2000 or 2005 looks like shit now. Yeah. And, and really, it only looks that good for so long. For no, mm-hmm. like, for of the time. Yeah, three, four years, good. maybe. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I mean, Toy Story is 
a classic, but looking back on it, it's kind of hard to watch compared to yeah. something if you watch like, like Inside Out Dead Eyes or, and shit. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, it's like it kind of looks. It doesn't look that good at all. Yeah. So so. I mean, the fact that they did all this practically, it's just going to make this movie timeless. Yeah. As opposed to, you can definitely point out, oh, this happened here and here. Yeah. But that Cantina battle scene, this is dope. Awesome. And I, and there's a, you know, that whole planet thing was great. You see that, uh, really, if there's anyone that the Millennium Falcon should go to is Ray. Because mm-hmm. obviously Han like has respect for her. Yeah. As soon as they land, he, you know he's like thinking about keeping her on crew. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I feel like that was very important. The cantina thing. I. Eh. I mean, whatever. Yeah, like, I think that. Was I don't just think it was necessarily necessary. I think that was more just a a way to reveal that you know Ray has force sensitivity yeah. and like and then to get like the whole uh like skywalker's luke skywalker's uh lightsaber bit yeah really i don't like really to get that going yeah and that's all it was really there for and then the way they kind of made up for that being kind of a bit of a weak link in the in the movie was just having that really cool fucking battle scene in it yeah you know and but to kind of jump around again yeah we're jumping all over the place kylo so. ren I thought it was a really good villain. Yeah, I thought he was really. And good. Uh, it, it's like it's so it's such an interesting character development because while most most everybody that we've seen so far in the Star Wars universe is fighting so hard to stay away from the dark side, he's fighting, he's fighting, fighting to things. stay on the dark side. Yeah, he, he's feeling this pull to the light side, and he's doing everything mm-hmm. he can to keep himself from going there. Yeah, and like so, he has uh, Vader's helmet, uh, his destroyed Vader's yeah. destroyed helmet from the end of. Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Just, like, him, he's kind of worshipping it like an idol. Yeah. And he, he's, a, he's, like, he's aspiring to be Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader, exactly. And, um, he's just, you know, he, he's obviously very, emo- like, emotionally unstable. Mm-hmm. Like, when they tell him, this or that, he just lashes out with his lightsaber and starts destroying all yeah. kinds of shit and just going crazy. Um, he obviously hasn't finished his training because uh, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke at some point tells yeah. him to come back and finish his training. Um, so, I don't know. Like, he's so definitely... Is, so, is Snoke a Sith? Is he a Sith Lord? or is I he think a- that's what... I, we really don't know. <clears throat> I think that's what everybody is kind of... I mean, he's like the, the leader of the First Order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's a Sith Lord, and Kylo Ren is his apprentice. apprentice yeah. And then um, I can see even if um, Kylo Ren isn't a full-on like Sith Lord yet, mm-hmm. he's obviously on his way there. I can see that being why he was like offering to help train Ray. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the kind of whole thing is just, like, everybody needs a pupil yeah. on the Sith side, so he was maybe just kind of trying to do that already, but um, they humanized the character, they gave him a face. Yeah. He wasn't wearing his mask how, the whole time. I was surprised how much they, like, how quickly and how much they had him without his helmet. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to come until, like, the next movie. Yeah, and, and it's obviously, like, I feel like for... For walk, if you were to walk around uh, the Star Killer base, he would be wearing his helmet. Mm-hmm. But if he's trying to like be a little more intimate, 
he would take it off. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody else really sees him without a helmet. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, Ray and Finn. Or people who are about to die. Right. Yeah. Which I'm assuming it was the whole situation. Like, people who are about to die would probably see his face. Yeah. At least that's what I got. I thought it was funny whenever he was lashing out and there was those two stormtroopers walking by. Yeah. And they kind of, like, stop. <laughs> and they turn around. It just makes me feel like, oh, yeah, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Yeah. Like, he's obviously very... He's like a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, an angsty teenager who's just... Yeah, that's, has too that's much power true. and just lashes out and gets mad. So... Um, yeah, I really liked his character. I'm really excited to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see more of Captain Phasma. I'm sure she's going to come back. Yeah, maybe. Um, the only person I think that is truly gone is probably Han Solo. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> because then it's like, okay, let's throw him into the abyss. He's going to show up as a ghost at the end of the ninth movie. Yeah, let's throw him into the abyss. And then blow up the abyss. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's really, like... There's, like, no way he's yeah. coming back. Like, technically, that whole base blew up. But I'm sure someone went and picked up Kylo Ren. I'm sure Captain Phasma got out of the trash compactor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure pretty much everybody got off that's of importance. Yeah. So... be a lot of dead stormtroopers, though. A lot of dead stormtroopers. That's for sure. Um... What do you think of the movie? Obviously not being, like, as big of a Star Wars fan as yeah. I am. So, um, you can probably assess the movie in a less biased way. Yeah. So, like, the best way I can put it is this movie, for the most part, was a lot of setup for the next two. Whereas usually the first one tries to establish everything, and then the next two... And then the second one would well, be... Well, it's true of any trilogy, and you'll get the Batman trilogy, but where it's like Batman Begins just really set everything up, and a lot of it yeah. was that setup, and the payoff wasn't all that great at yeah. the end of the first one, but the second one yeah. was amazing. Well, it's like this one, because Star Wars has been so established and has been in like the public lexicon for so many years, for so many decades, uh, they didn't need... To, like, they, they needed... Well, they didn't really need it to, to establish... A universe, so they right. just had it. So this one, for the most part, at least to me, was a lot of setup for the next two movies in the direction that they're going to take this. I mean, with Han Solo, dying, was, I, I think it movie, was a lot less world building, which is, I think, something that I think is more story establishing. Yeah, you know where we're where we're going to take. Because it's like we know we out. know where we're at, we know what we're doing, we know this is Star Wars. We need to know what the story is. Yeah, J.J. Abrams <laughs> did a great job of like setting up these characters and putting them in. To maybe not their full potential, but a very high potential yeah. in this movie to get you hooked to make sure you can watch those other two. Yeah. So that being said, though, it doesn't take away from it being a good movie because in and of itself, it's a very good movie. Right. It's very entertaining. There's a lot of real cool action elements, and you know uh, you can't you can't really take your eyes away from it. There's and and even the more quieter moments, the more subtle moments. There's a lot going on visually. Uh, you know they they just like that movie out with just visual eye candy for you to yeah. just keep on watching. Everything's very, very, very polished and very glossy for you to look at. Um, uh, so, the, moving on to, like, it's like character development. The character development is pretty solid for the most part. Um, the only thing that I probably didn't like was how quickly Ray kind of took to the Force. 
so quickly, but that it kind of, but like that kind of coupling with our with our conversations yeah, earlier. Like I said, if my theory holds kinda, true, then th- it makes it more sense okay. at that point. But like um, that, or she's just like. But even the then, next I Luke Skywalker. I don't. Type of, yeah, type I don't think Jedi. her her force powers were definitely pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, her as far as like her lightsaber powers, like her fighting skills and everything. Obviously, she's pulling from using her staff all the time. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I heard a lot of people complaining about that, and the way I see that being okay is Chewie did shoot Kylo Ren yeah. with this exploding bolt that has killed like four or five stormtroopers at with once. With one hit. Yeah, he, you know, hit Kylo Ren's pretty crippled on. at that point. Yeah, so and he's obviously can't fight at his full potential, which is why Finn could stand a chance and why Ray did best him, yeah in my and opinion, also so. like um and even then i kind of feel like kylo ren was operating out of a pure emotional state at that point anyway and not making sound his, yeah. judgment you know sound tactical judgment but also they like, can also i've heard like people say that uh like ray was kind of like a bit of a mary sue ish kind of character mm. but i didn't but like kind of looking back on the original movies like she was no more Mary Sue than Luke Skywalker was yeah because because Luke Skywalker in and of, of himself was kind of the same way uh, you know and then he kind of developed into not being so much of a bratty little asshole yeah but even and, then like her in the like, later two movies I prefer her to Luke any day yeah Luke was just a whiny baby the whole time he was yeah. on you know on tattoo and he's just being but I wanted to give me shut up Luke like you're just being annoying like right from moment one um she, she, she's she, fighting to stay she's on she's been Jakku. fended herself yeah for all these years she's so, like you know she's very yeah. much an independent player yeah so like I, so, I don't really like differ her too much from Luke Skywalker in the original movies so like I so as far as character development goes I think there's very solid character development and like good establishing of who these people are and where they stand but in it's the almost like just enough to like tease you to be like I want to know more about Poe I want to yeah. find out why Finn could somehow Overcome his, especially when know, it's like his first time, yeah, like dissenting from conditioning, yeah, like what caused him to what caused him to have that has this happened reaction. before, like, yeah, you know, that stuff is interesting to me. Um, the very obvious one being Ray, what is her backstory? Yeah. Obviously, she, um, she's very powerful with the force and, mm-hmm. um, it's a great pilot, but she's a great pilot, but has never, like, you know, gone yeah. off planet or anything, so. There's a lot of questions that just, as great as this movie is and sets up a lot of stuff, it definitely makes yeah. me excited to go watch the next one. Like, so, like, overall, it's a good movie. Just go see it. It's yeah. fucking Star great. Wars fan or not, it's a good movie. Yeah. So, um, it's a good story. Uh, Anne is not a huge Star Wars person. She doesn't really care for Star Wars at all. But she watched this movie and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because like, um, it's just a really well-made movie. Like overall, and yeah. like I kind of think that, and and some people have trouble getting past the seventies look of um, the original trilogy. Yeah, and some people can't get past all the crazy CG in the, uh, and, and, prequel. and the prequels. Yeah, so um, I don't if, know, like, if that's a reason why you couldn't watch those movies, this movie is just. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, like this is establishing Star Wars for a whole new generation of people, yeah. whole new generation of kids and stuff. And uh, but like, I don't know. Like, I never the whole seventies look of uh, the original Star Wars never really bothered me. Never bothered. But of course, me. like I watched but, like 
Yeah, you watch movies from the 20s. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I I find it hard to stomach like a really, really old movie unless it's, you know, a classic. But um, go watch it. It is great. Make sure you contribute to that box office so I don't lose this bet. I I can't remember what the original bet is. (laughs) Like, in all honesty, all I know is that we're I'm sure we can go back and listen to it, but... Alright, we're too lazy for that. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want to listen to my own voice that yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, like, like, all we do is that we just, like, put this shit, like, on autoplay and just, like, let it play while we, while we sleep. Yep. Get the, get those counts up. <laughs> so, uh... Wait, should, should we also talk about The Hateful Eight? You can talk I mean, about like, it. I mean, it, it, well, at least you can talk about it. Yeah, the and, like, only gloat how I didn't get to see it. And, yeah, well, the only thing is, like, I got there's, wanna... there's like a big like like traffic just like just got super fucked. Yeah, so I me. went to um, go watch the Hateful Eight mm-hmm. in seventy millimeter. Um, there's something just really gorgeous about seeing like this just very yeah. very like wide shot where you can I see fucking love everything where where I'm sitting shit. here on one end watching someone talk and then I have to turn my head slightly to watch someone else talk like there's mm-hmm. something really really nice about it. Um, That's how, like Tar- like Tarantino still does that shit. Yeah, like it's only like him and like Paul Thomas Anderson and Christopher Nolan are the only guys who really do that shit. Yeah, and he, it's just it shows his love for the craft, and he mm-hmm. he's even talked about it. He's like he wanted to make a reason why you should go watch this in theaters. Yeah, because you know, okay, obviously I'm not going to watch Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> Road Trip, but. I could watch that at home. I could go watch that in the theater. It's really going to pay off exactly the same, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it's not going to matter whether I watch it at home or watch it in a theater. Um, this is definitely a movie you want to go watch in theaters. Mm-hmm. Very, like, big, grandiose. The music is great. Mm-hmm. Characters are great. Um, did it feel like a really... Like, did it feel like a Tarantino movie? Because it felt like a Tarantino movie. A lot movie. of people have said that after Inglorious Bastards, like, Django didn't really feel like... A Tarantino movie because in, in what way? Well, because uh, his original editor, the editor he's been working with since Reservoir Dogs, right. his first movie, uh, passed away after right. uh, she passed away after Inglorious uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Bastards. Um, and she's kind of like the whole reason why like Tarantino's known for that whole uh, you know like out of sequence type of you know like type of uh, storytelling. You won't be disappointed. Okay, because like I, I I really dug it. Really harkens to like so so. Um, I don't think Django had any of this, but you know how um, they would do like chapter one, mm-hmm. and you know name of the chapter, mm-hmm. do the scene. Next scene, chapter two, name of the scene or the chapter, do the scene. So yeah. they did that, mm-hmm. and there was uh, out of place storytelling. Um, it just it felt good. It felt like yeah. a, a Tarantino okay. movie. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's like I, I know the the wide release is on the first. I have that day off. I'm going to go see it. I mean, I know I'm not going to catch it in 70 millimeter, which is a bit of a bummer. But like, I'll get, I'll live. Yeah. But um, like I'm you got this I'm, cool little little thing, this cool little like packet here. Yeah. Of like a bunch of stuff. I'm going to like hang, I'm going to rip out Tim Roth's uh uh a whole like little spread, and I'm going to put it on my wall. You know, and yeah, I can look at it when I fall asleep at night. Just but, put um, it on your ceiling. Yeah, good I have a really fucking tall <laughs> ceiling, dude. Come on, that's gonna be hard. Um, it was good though. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely don't want to spoil anything, 
Um, since I haven't seen it yet. And yeah. I will um, murder the fuck out of you if you do. And it's definitely one of those movies where, <laughs> much like Star Wars, you want to try and stay away from as many spoilers yeah. as you can for it. I've been pretty good about staying away from spoilers for The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Characters, uh, great. I even, like, like it was really tempting when the, the script got leaked. Oh, it was really tempting to read. I definitely want to go and read that script yeah. now after watching it. Oh, dude, you need to read, like, all of Tarantino stuff. Yeah. Like, it, like but, you know, it's like, but that's awesome definitely story. one where it's like you want to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters were great. Uh, Samuel Jackson, as always, just kind of like, you know, playing the same Samuel Jackson he does <laughs> in every Tarantino movie. Um, but playing it in that, you know, setting. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Oh, he uh, has that fucking giant. Yeah, he's got that giant mustache that is mm-hmm. just like you know. Um, like you just I can't like, help uh, but just stare at it. I like um, uh, Walton Coggins, the guy who plays uh, the sheriff. Yeah. Um, he was in Django Unchained, and he was really good in Django Unchained. Yeah. And, like I think he's like he's such an underutilized actor. I'd love to see him. He's like stuff. a great supporting actor. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I could. It's like watch me, him in, as an, in a lead role or yeah. something. But as a supporting actor, he's he's there. Yeah. Like like, like for me, like it, it's literally like uh, it's like him and uh, fuck now now I'm forgetting his name. German dude, uh, who was in the last two? Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Chris Waltz. Christoph yeah. Waltz. Like him and, Wal- and Walton Coggins are like the best supporting actors out there. Right yeah, now, in my opinion. But like, whatever. It was nice to see uh, Tim Roth in a uh, Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie. He's I feel been, like yeah, it's been a little while since we've seen him. Yeah, in one. I don't think he was in Django, and he wasn't in Inglorious Bastards. No. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice to see him in. in uh, I think he was in Jackie Brown last. I think that's right. I think it was Jackie Brown. Um, it's good. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily call this like a return of form. Yeah. But it is definitely, um, definitely good. And if you're, it, it, the movie starts off real slow. Yeah. Um, there wasn't, I'm assuming there's going to be an intermission in the wide release as well. Um, there's an intermission, like a 10 minute intermission. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't see anybody die until right before that intermission, which is halfway through the movie. So it does start <laughs> off real slow. Yeah. Um, but then it ramps up. Yeah. Zero to 60. It's the best way to describe yeah. it. Cause right after that kind of shit breaks, like pretty much like Tarantino movies are always known for like, Shit gets real like at a one very point. slow burn, and then I just, mean, and, and when it hits though, like, like it Reservoir hits Dogs, like did, like I remember like you, me, and Ann watched Reservoir Dogs while I was here, yeah, at one point, and I'm not sure if you guys saw it any time beforehand. Before that. I've seen it a number yeah. of times now, and like that that movie is like a real slow burn until like the end of the movie when everybody dies, and it pays off. Like it, you you spend all this time developing characters mm-hmm. and. Um, in that case, you get, like, like all this intrigue and yeah. mystery and stuff, and then like you figure out like who's who, who's the cop, who's not the cop, and then like everybody fucking dies at the movie. Yeah. At the end of the movie, Pulp Fiction, same thing, but it's all contained in their own little like stories. So like with like uh, Bruce Willis's story is like the best version of that because it's very it's a slow burn of like him you know like swindling the mafia out of this um you know uh out of this whole thing and then it's like very very slow and like you know kills john travolta 
movement very very slow and then runs into uh Bing Rames, you know. Yeah. And then the whole like rape scene and the scene with the gimp and then like him just like killing everybody with just kind of really sword. like it just kind of like, really ramps up real quick every yeah. single time and so like I'm like hearing that like like I like that I yeah like dying to see this and like I said it's a, it's a three hour movie I think the seventy millimeter had a couple extra minutes of footage like six mm-hmm. extra minutes of footage um so it's still gonna be like a three hour movie even without it um. So yeah, about an hour and a half you have to wait until you get one person to die. Yeah. And that payoff for that kill is very I bet. very nice. Um You will enjoy this movie. I definitely want to watch it again because we when we got there, we got there about uh fifteen minutes late. Yeah. Missed the uh the introduction to Samuel Jackson's character, yeah. uh, which happens like I'm assuming right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then right after intermission, I or during intermission, I went out and got some popcorn. But something happened in this dude that was like two people in front of me. I don't know if he didn't know what he was ordering or if like the lady that was helping him <laughs> didn't know what she was doing. But I had been waiting in that line for like 15 minutes. Oh, no. And at that point, I was like, no, I want to get my fucking popcorn. I'm hungry. Mm hmm. I'm gonna fucking wait. Yeah. So I missed a couple minutes after intermission, um, but so I want to watch it again. It was mm-hmm. definitely good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like uh, I, I ended up showing up like 30 minutes after, and I was all like, you know what? I missed like a good chunk of this movie. I'm not because like I'm particular about it. If I'm gonna miss, if I end up missing like, if I miss like 10 minutes of the first of the first part of the movie for some reason, I just don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I'm willing to wait till the next showing. And I was like, in my head, it's like. Fuck! I might as well wait till the next showing to go see it. So like now it's like I'm gonna wait till the first till it like releases. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about it more. Yeah, after that for sure as soon as it comes out. Yeah, Um, but it's good. You'll enjoy it, Um, Joey. uh, It's gonna we're getting close to an hour here. Yeah. Um, Anything? Anything awesome you got for Christmas you want to talk about? Anything like mm. any like fun fun things you I did? I got a Jason Voorhees final figure <laughs> from Johnny. So then, like now, like because like okay, so like I've been kind of like going like okay, I know Johnny got me something for Christmas. Now I got to figure out like I still can't figure out what the fuck to get you for Christmas. That's fine. It's gonna be late. Don't it's worry. About it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna wait like a couple months. That's fine. But sooner or later, I'm gonna be like, oh, this is this yeah. You, as long as it's wrapped in Christmas paper, I will not accept anything else. <laughs> but um. I got anything fun you did? Any like fun family things you did? You're just no, kinda... not not really. Just kind of chilling at home, really. And uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> so like, I don't know who who like who uh, like who like anybody else's like who, if anybody else has a mom who would get them a Napalm Death T-shirt for Christmas. <laughs> but my mom got me a Napalm Death T-shirt for Christmas, and I thought that was fucking dope. Yeah, um, love Napalm Death, and like the fact that she was willing to get it for me, and not only that, she dug deep and she got like the Scum album artwork, uh, right. like their their first album, yeah. their OG first out al- first like you know like power violency grindcore album shit, and for it, and like, that, it's just so it's cool. so weird to me that your mom would get you something like that. Yeah, my mom's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that that's probably like the the coolest thing. Like my mom also made me a new blanket. 
like uh, a very like a really warm double sided flannel fit, um, blanket. That sounds really nice. Oh my god, dude, it's so warm. Especially since you don't have the heater on in your apartment <laughs> yeah. anymore. <laughs> it kind of got me sick not having the heater on. I think so. Like, um, but yeah, so I have that blanket. Like, like I've been bundled up with that thing. It's so warm. It feels great. Um, like I got some gift cards, like one to Target. So like I'm not sure if I'm because like I'm not like I'm thinking I'm gonna go. Probably either get some games or I'm probably just gonna get movies. Fallout is still out there. Fallout's still out there, but I'm going like, like, but I'm gonna check their movie section see if I can't find some movies I've been looking for for a while though. Um, I got Carl's Jr. gift card because my mom knows. She's buying me Carl's Jr. after this. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's for me after work and I don't feel like cooking anything. Um, And then. what else did I get? I mean, you had you got your chair that we have talked about multiple times yeah, on this podcast. That chair is like pretty much like like that was like that was an early Christmas gift, and that's been the best Christmas gift I could ever get. Mm. Pretty much that that was shit was dope. Mm. What about you, Johnny? What did you get? Um, and made this little five by six card of one of my favorite things that BB-8 did. <laughs> she like painted uh, BB-8 doing the thumbs up. Yeah, with a lighter. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Um, I got Big Hero 6. So that was a good movie, and I definitely want to watch it again. I love that movie. Um, And then, you know know what the little Zoom Zooms are? Like, they're these little Disney figures. Um, Don't have dead air. I'm going to go grab and show you. Okay. So, okay, more about my Christmas, because my Christmas was awesome. My mom made... uh, uh, some prime rib and like we get, ended up getting like this big ass fucking prime rib roast uh, ribeye roast and it was delicious sounds like, really good it, it was fucking fantastic like uh, it was like she like did the whole like seasoned crust all over the outside of it and like uh, so like I got my mom a Dutch oven for uh, Christmas because yeah. my mom had been wanting one for a bit and so she made it in that turned out perfect. They turned out perfectly medium rare on the two outsides and the one right in the middle. Rare, just the way I like it. Oh my god. Sounds really good. It was fucking delicious. And it was huge. Like, seriously, like, okay, you guys can't see it, but like, Johnny, it was this big. Like, seriously, this big, that thick, and then my mom made chili corn, which is essentially kind of just like, it's like baked cream corn with cheese and there's like eggs and some little bit yeah. of cornstarch flour whatever in it some corn and, uh, <laughs> and uh, delicious I'm sure fucking green chilies up chopped up in that some bitch oh my god that sounds really good it was good and potatoes oh my god it was so good I had to work so I got <laughs> nothing was open around my work someone had brought a ham in in the morning and there was scraps of that ham which is what I had for lunch that day <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, so this is a Zoom Zoom. So it's like little stylized thing. Is that a group? This is a little, little Groot group. Zoom Zoom. But it's uh, most of them don't have, obviously, because he's Groot, he's got this little, like, you know, his little head yeah. thing. But they're just these little round things that you can stack on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, really huge in Japan. Um, but they are just these little stylized versions of all these characters and they got one for pretty much like every Disney thing they have uh, all these uh, Marvel ones like Are, Avengers is this going to be the new uh, the new uh, Beanie Baby it might be like I said they're they're super popular and they <laughs> have them for pretty, pretty cool. much every franchise <laughs> I'm really excited for them to come out with That's the cool. Star Wars ones yeah but yeah, these things are fucking neat. They're like really cute. Um, so I got one of those. Um, 
I have no idea what I got from my parents. Uh, I'm probably going to go down there uh, tomorrow, which is the day after we're recording this, not tomorrow after when you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going to go down there tomorrow and drop by, pick up gifts, maybe yeah. go to lunch with them or something. Um, be honest, working on Christmas made me a real sad boy. Hey, man, that time and a half, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Holiday. Next Friday. No, it's double time on holidays. Yeah. Double time on Next Friday, my check is going to be sick. And then I'm going to have to pay <laughs> rent. And, and then it's, it's going to be, be us. sick. <laughs> yeah, like I. So th- this is the first time I've actually had like four consecutive days off. How, how are you enjoying your four days off? Uh, kind of. What sick. have you done? I got, I got sick yesterday. Uh, pretty much. Uh, it kind of sound like my nose is a little stuffy. So but, I'm assuming um, you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Uh, there was like. Like Thursday, was, Christmas Eve was essentially supposed to be a half day, but they didn't have any deliveries for me scheduled. So they were just like, so it was like home. they said, okay, you don't have to, we don't have to work that day. Obviously, didn't have to work on Christmas, Christmas day, um, and had Saturday Sunday off, and like I did jack shit Christmas Eve. I woke up. It's like a nice little way to like just kind of like recharge, and you know, yeah, you know, like next week nice. I have um, so I have today off. I have. Uh, Technically, we're, we're, we're recording today's Sunday, mm-hmm. right? So it's the start of a new week, start yeah. a new work week. So I got Sunday, Monday off, and I have Friday off. So I have yeah. three days off this week. Um, I'm definitely going to enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to, um, obviously, have today off, go watch a movie. We're recording this podcast. Uh, tomorrow, I'm driving down to Bakersfield. Not very excited about it, but mm-hmm. it's got to be done at some point. Yeah. Friday comes around, I'm definitely going to just chill out, yeah. not do a damn thing. Yeah, Have a um, New Year's drink that's going to last all day. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I New Year's I have off, and I also have uh, the second off, which should be a Saturday. Yeah. Um, so like, And so that, that time I have a three-day weekend. This is the most time I'm, I'm going to ever have off, really, from work. Yeah. Um, you're not like, I don't, I'm assuming your job isn't want to do like vacation time and like we get, I'm sure you can like, like request days off, but really what's the point? I have to right? do it like a month, a month yeah. in advance. So that way they don't like freak out on me. But like, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly like, cause like, in all honesty, like my job compared to your job, your job is far more important than my job. Like, cause like you actually deal with people's health and shit. I just I deal so. with people like, you know, building shit and like, uh, like for me, like, as yeah, long I mean, if you like fuck up and take the wrong delivery somewhere, well, then like that like, can be that's fixed. on that's on the people that did that dispatch me. That's not on me. That's true. But and, but like, uh, it, I mean, like if, if, you, I, if you give someone the wrong pills, though, yeah, that that, <laughs> that might not end up too well. That might not end up too well. Um, but like, uh, so like I, but like they kind of just like because like it's a very small team of guys who do the deli- who do what I do right now, and so they, we can't really get like a lot of days off. Yeah. But like so like it's kind of it's kind of nice being able to get like It's all good though. You probably like I mean you get up super early and you work. Yeah, dude, like you do like manual labor like, stuff. So it's getting just, up at 7 o'clock is like like late for me. So like, you've been able to take uh 7 days off within 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. It's got to be nice. Yeah. It, like you you probably I feel bad for needed you. that little like recharge. I, I feel bad for you though cuz like you have like the weirdest fucking work schedule. Very weird witness in my entire life. And the worst part is three days, and then have a day off, and then you work two days and have two days off. It makes it very hard to kind of like your patterns fucked. Yeah, I'm surprised you can you have like regular bowel movements. Oh no, those are regular. (laughs) Morning and night. Keep it, keep it clean, keep it clean, keep it clean. Like it just like slides right out. No need for wiping. (laughs) 
There's always a need to wipe. <laughs> Not really. Sometimes twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just gotta like get like two squares and like fold it over, get that four ply. All right. Um, so we're probably gonna wrap this up. Joey, do you have uh, anything you plan on doing this year? New um, resolutions. That anything you plan on doing for the website? Um, well, like this. Like, as far um, as looking forward to the future of uh, this podcast. Um, you know, are we doing like an award show for movies? Are we going to do like uh, an Oscar review? Well, are so we going like what? What? What do you plan on doing that we should? Okay, have our audience well, get ready. To okay, so like for. Uh, we kind of did like my favorite movies, like our both our favorite movies of the year, which will be this up. Should, by, be going it up should be the episode before this one. Um, I'm really excited for it. Um, I pulled like Academy Award music that I'm going to play at the <laughs> beginning. I've got like the sound of like crowds like clapping mm-hmm. and all that. And it just it that one I was going to put it up um, week before we were recording this, but it just there's so much that I'm putting into it that yeah. it kind of takes a little more time to kind of yeah. you know hammer all that out. But um, pretty so excited for 2016. I am definitely going to do movie reviews. Um, I guess like I, I kind of just been keep putting it off because like I have a bunch that are written um, or at least like half written. I think but, like I just what I propose that you do this year: get a computer. Nah, you probably need one. Nah, it will. And writing that shit, dude. It's in it's in your favor. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, more movie reviews. I obviously need to put yeah. more stuff up because I... Um, but also, uh, for the uh, movies, I don't really plan on doing like um, like my whole movie list or whatever. Uh, but what I do want to do is like essentially the, the way I'm going to start off with movie reviews is all the stuff that's going to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. I am, I'll do my reviews on all the movies as soon as they're announced. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna, like go out to the movies like gangbusters and I'm gonna fucking see all those movies and like, yeah. I'll probably see multiple movies a day if I have to uh, but um, that's gonna happen and then do you we're want do, to do at some point like uh, episode just completely dedicated to that like yeah kind of like okay. I, I kind of want to do like a pure Oscars episode and like but I also want to sprinkle in like Oscar like updates you know each category like kind of like leading up to the actual ceremony right I want to kind of like do a segment on each uh, category or at least the major categories all the more reason for you to get a computer make me um, <laughs> and uh, say and do that so uh, look out for these movie re- look out for those movie reviews um, not until, you know there's no real word of what's being nominated like, it's like anything you can really say right now is just all speculation and conjecture like right now you can even say oh yeah hey Felicity can be nominated for best picture and like and that's almost a given because it's Tarantino and then you can also say well Steve Jobs is also nominated is gonna be nominated yeah because you know that's you know Dan there's, Boyle, yeah, there's plenty of stuff where you can speculate but the Oscars take place uh, May February February really February soon okay I thought it was, like, I thought it was right near Super Bowl Sunday I thought it was a little later um, so yeah we definitely should be hearing those things come out real soon then in the next yeah. couple of weeks categories like um the like uh, they don't really reveal. Uh, nominations until like after the Golden Globes so after the Golden Globes air then we'll probably see we'll be seeing more and more of it um, so like as like when the categories go up I want to do segments on each category at least major categories like best director picture, best picture. screenplay actor uh, actor actress supporting actor supporting actress uh, and I'm pretty sure whatever. yeah I'm pretty sure you can leave out like special effects 
Yeah, and <laughs> but like, um, but like, definitely like the day, like, or at least the podcast before. I I'm gonna do at least I would like to do uh, uh, like my predictions of who what will win, um, who will win, blah blah blah, and then also uh, and then after the Academy Awards, kind of give my gripes of what I think should have won. Yeah. Or, um, you know, which kind of ties in with what I think. Like a pre and post show. Yeah, pre and post. Yeah, we can definitely do that. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, Also, I kind of think it would be interesting to do that with uh, uh, the Game Awards for next year. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do the same thing. We should definitely do that because we did the pre beforehand this year but it wasn't really all that much we kind of mm-hmm. just quickly went through things and uneducatedly guessed at what would just win me what just win. like just like right like guessing like yeah so um we should definitely do that um as far as like themed episodes i definitely assuming we can make it all the way through to christmas and not die <laughs> um or thanksgiving or halloween i definitely want to do another halloween episode yeah um where we'll probably die uh, again. <laughs> again. Um, yeah, I definitely like that we did um, themed episodes last year. Look out um, for Fourth of July and Labor Day. The only thing, one thing, I'm kind of going back and forth on, and I'm not sure whether um, we should do is obviously our podcast is a chopping block, mm-hmm. but for the, like the certain thing themed episodes, whether it's a news episode. Mm-hmm. Name the episode like the news block or the bonus block mm-hmm. or you know whatever, but I don't want to have that get too like convoluted and kind of yeah crazy. So I'm kind of debating on whether we're going to do that or not. But um, good things, good things mm-hmm. coming out of hopefully this year. Hopefully a little more part. We're oh. we're literally just winging the shit out of this. Yeah, hopefully um, if I get off my ass, um, both of us need to get off our ass. Yeah, if I can get off my ass and do something, um, hopefully I'll redesign the website a little <clears> bit. Because <throat> mm-hmm. um, it's not horrible. Yeah. It's not GeoCities. It's not like those <laughs> 90s websites. Um, but it's definitely not great. I yeah. definitely want to you know do some work and, and kind still of use using Hotmail. Yeah. Um, until then, though, hopefully... Um, Hopefully you'll be uh, with us there during the new mm-hmm. year. Uh, tell your friends. We'd love to... Anyone who's listening to this doesn't have friends. <laughs> We'd love to do a little more uh, with this um, uh, kind of thing where people uh, write in and maybe get some kind of reward out of it or we can, you know, get something yeah. out your way. You Validation. Know, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. You, reaching you let us know that uh, you're out there and we will send you something. Tell, to us, show, how, tell us how much to you say us. thank you. I'll send you dick pics. <laughs> I don't know why they're going to be really, it's going to be really hard to find my dick. <laughs> Where is it? It's like, yeah. It's like, if you find it, you win 10 bucks. Mm. There's a penis somewhere in the hateful eight. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Mm. There's a penis in the hateful eight that you'll see. Yeah. Mm. So. I was Michael Madsen's. Mm. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I think but, I guessed it right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, pretty much, let's sum up this podcast. Uh, better things in 2016, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, if we get off our asses and do anything, go watch Star Wars. Go watch The Hateful Eight. Um, 
the news has been kind of slow in these last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so we really haven't had a news block. Technically, we could have done one today, but... Um, I got work tomorrow. Yeah, it just, you know, it just doesn't... Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense because we don't have a lot of news. So it's yeah. kind of just uh, an update block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many blocks. Yeah, too many blocks. Um, Lego blocks and mega blocks. Yeah. Um, so until then, uh, go like the Facebook page. Uh, send us an email uh, in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Um, go Go rate us on iTunes. Yeah, leave us a comment there. I'd I keep appreciate forgetting it. We're on iTunes now. Yeah, I keep forgetting so it. Weird. But uh, and every time I look at, it, I'm like, none of our stats have changed. No, nobody is listening. Um, go uh, listen to us on Stitcher. Do that whole thing. Um, but expect bigger and better yeah. out of 2016. Hopefully, um, we can get those. Find out what's making our shitty episode shitty. <laughs> uh, shitty. Get that fixed. Uh, hopefully, we can get Chop to I say I don't like the hosts. To yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> Try this again. Do 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 this. Let's do it over. I don't like your face. Just <laughs> something about down. your face. It's just, just shut it down. Um, hopefully, we can get more people in here because um, it gets lonely. Just us two sitting in a room. Yeah, we're staring losers. deeply into each other's eyes. Yeah, our so. cold dead eyes. Um, hopefully we can get some more people in uh, this year. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good things. I'm excited. Um, we had most of a year to kind of uh, get our feet wet, but now mm-hmm. now it's time to jump in. Like a good, like almost six months, huh? We started in April. Yeah. So we're almost at a year. Wow. Yeah, we're getting there. We're That's close. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> We've been treading water for a year. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, uh, but until then, um, make sure you guys join us next week. We will be sure to. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do the week after this goes up, but we'll figure it out. Uh, by then, we'll definitely be able to talk about the hateful eight. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, though, uh, make sure you stay tuned, um, and we will be back next week. We'll see you guys later.